The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. You know, uh, it gives me great joy to to watch, to see sons, to see, you know, this this conference we've seen fathers, we've seen. We've seen peers and we've seen sons and mentees be a blessing. And that's what ministry is all about. You know, you may be seated. There was a pastor, Bolaji, that was speaking the other day and he said something. He said, humility is key. Are you listening to me? Humility is what? Key. The ability to learn from everybody. Are you listening? When you get to a point that you, you're too big to learn, or there are certain individuals that are not qualified to communicate knowledge to you, then you are set for destruction. That's literally pride. And, you know, wisdom is going to flow through verses. But it's beyond those verses. It's God who is behind it. You should just be open. You know, if there's anything I've learned in the last one year, more than any other thing, is the fact that your capacity to receive is the most important capacity. Why do we call it a finished work of redemption? That means God only expects receivers more than any other set of people. John 1, he came to his own and his own received him not. What did they do wrong? They received him not. So lift up your two hands wherever you are. Say, I'm open to receive. And right now, I receive. His own received him not. But as many as received him, he gave the power to become even to those who believe. So ultimately, the believers are the receivers. So when you learn to receive, you will be a better believer. God gave me a definition where receiving, where faith is concerned. Earlier on this year, is that faith is simply a receiving capacity. And you know, that simplified it for me. You know, there's a way you can so much complicate faith. You know, my understanding of grace makes me a better faith person. That's what I... Because there's a way faith can be taught from the perspective of works. Have you ever been in a meeting before somebody was trying to teach you faith? And by the time he's done teaching, you are convinced you did not have faith. Are you getting my point? Because he laid down what you needed to do. Step one, step two, step three. And you're like, yeah. When will I get there? In fact, you left the meeting with a sense of, Lord, I don't have faith. So ultimately, what he has achieved in doing is to convince you that you don't qualify for faith. But really, faith is a receiving capacity. 
And it's not that difficult when you understand that the work part of it has been concluded in Christ Jesus. Say after me, say every work. Come on, say it like you believe. Say every work that is needed. Where am I being blessed is concerned? We are manifesting the fullness of the blessing is concerned has been completed in Christ Jesus. You know, when you come to that understanding, you know, to receive is so easy. In fact, the primary requirement we are receiving is concerned is humility. He gives grace to the humble. The question is, are you humble enough to receive? <laughs> so, once you fulfill the criteria of humility, the receiving becomes a flow. Receiving becomes a flow. Receiving becomes a flow. Receiving becomes a flow. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you, you, just, you just find out you believe. <laughs> and how did you be, get to that point of believing? Because you are positioned in humility and that position of humility opens you up to receiving and in receiving, believing came naturally. So throughout this conference, just position yourself in humility and say, Lord, I receive. Humility is the ability to recognize that you need to change. Are you listening to me? Rather than trying to prove a point, uh, I'm fine. You, you're not fine. Come and talk to me. You're not fine. You know, until you acknowledge that you need help, you cannot be helped. Or should I say that again? Until you do what? Acknowledge that what? You need help. You cannot what? Be helped. You know, and that's why I love using the illustration of that little kid who was going to go on a short walk. That's what the father thought. It's a short walk with the father to a nearby shopping center. But only for the child to realize after taking a few steps that is beyond him. But what does the child do? He stops. And the father notices he has stopped. And the father says, can I help you, Junior? What's, going, what's wrong? And Junior will throw his hands up, acknowledging that he needs help. And we say, Dad, carry me. And you know what? The father will not even think about it because he loves him too much. Let me tell you something. When you come to that point and you say, you know, before you are done throwing your hands up, so ready to carry you more than you 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 are asking that you need to be carried. Someone say acknowledgement that you need his help that makes thy help flow. Now, <laughs> is somebody following me? Now, someone say if he really loves me, even without asking, he should pick me up. Love does not impose itself. That's the difference between what. The devil did in the Garden of Eden and what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. In the Garden of Eden, it may, I mean, man meshed up and death was imposed on, on all men. We did not need to receive it. It was imposed on us 
Because that's the devil. Jesus died. And you know provision was made for all. Thanks to the Chinese and the Indians. <laughs> today gets, if everybody gets up. The same time and say. Jesus you are my. There is no provision. Based on Calvary. To see all the 7 billion people. Now, they won't run out of mansion. They won't grace some paints or accommodation to condos. And say, okay, just because so many people got saved at the same time, we didn't make much provision. We only thought just like 2 billion people would make it. But now all the 7 billion people are saying yes, so we have to like um, repackage the accommodation offer. And, you know, so some of you, you know, we get... You know, you just have to settle for a studio. You know, uh, is that terminology common in Nigeria? A studio, also there is a studio. Growing up, there was nothing like studio. Studio is one is like a, a multi-purpose room. That room is your kitchen, it's your sitting room, it's your bedroom, and it's your toilet. That's a studio. So, God won't say, you know what, you know, really, it's still a mashup, but it's a studio. That's what we're going to get because all the seven, everybody's saying Jesus. Now, what am I trying to say? What was done on the cross of Calvary is enough to take care of all humanity. But, what you get will be determined by your willingness to receive what. He has provided. He does not impose. Say after me, say God does not impose. And that's why humility is so important. That child cried out. The father reached out in love. In fact, he gave him more than he asked for. Now unto him that is able to do excellently abundantly more than you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. But he still needed to what? Cry out. That's why we pray. Listen, prayer is an expression of humility. Do you realize when you stay away from prayer, that's pride, that's work. That's you, that's you saying, I, I got it covered. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that phrase is so common in the US. Say, I'm fine, I'm cool. You're not cool. You're not cool. You're proud. Are you going to suffer for it? So say, I'm so busy. No, you are so proud. So, you know, the reason why I've not had time for the word, I've not had time for prayer, is because, you know, I have a lot of things. No, boy, you are proud. The problem is you are too much of, of obsessed with yourself that you've forgotten the fact that you need God. Yeah. Lift up your hands into heaven and say, I need God. I, I realized recently that prayer starts as an attitude. You know, there's an attitude of prayer that translates into a culture of prayer. And when you have that culture, when you get into a situation, the first thing that comes to mind is, God, I need your help. If my people who are called by my name, we humble themselves. Can you see? And pray. So the reason why we pray is because we humble ourselves. 
we elevate God over us. We we, we, we factor in the fact that in him we have everything we ever need. So when we're faced with a situation, rather than look at ourselves or, I mean, focus on ourselves, we focus on him. Rather than depend on our intellect. Are you listening to me? We focus on him. Somebody say, God, I need you. Say loud and clear. Say, I need you. I depend on you. You run my life. I lean on you. That is the attitude. And you know, when you get into that culture, you realize there is a consistent flow of grace. He resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Do you know, I've come to realize that in the name of the revelation of new creation reality, a bunch of Folks are proud. It took me years to don't know me that the Christian realities has made so many people proud. You know, there's a way you can you can start say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Path which is perfectly true. But, but but did you analyze the sentence very well? You are the righteousness of God, not in yourself, in Christ Jesus. I'm righteous, complete it. Complete it. I'm righteous. But how are you righteous? Is it based on what you did? It's based on what you did. So ultimately, it takes you back to him. There's a way you can mask pride. Through new creation realities. But really what you are projecting is yourself, not Christ. Because ultimately, it should be about what Jesus did for us. I've been guilty of it. It took, it took God to open my eyes to see. Said, really? You got proud all in the name of <laughs> what you have in Christ Jesus? Because you stopped making it about Christ Jesus. You just you accepted it, which is good. But you forgot about the one that gave you. And that's why one of the ways to have that, you know, that healthy balance is to maintain that dependency all the time. You know, the song that uh, we, we sang yesterday, which blessed us, which we're going to sing today before, you know, we, I introduce my friend. You know, that song, it, it came out of that sense. I just, uh, there's this prayer conference I do every morning now for a while now, for well over a year. Uh, I've shared the story before. I finished one morning and I was going back upstairs maybe to do a few things. I, I did in the uh, in the, the dining room area, which is the lower lower uh, lower lower floor. So I was about to climb the stairs. I just started hearing that song. I can't remember the last time I had it. Probably it was in my mother's church, my parents' church those days. Bemiro. Oluwa, be mi soke akpare, halailera lemi tirela gbara. 
You can actually have a healthy balance between Bemiro and I know who I am. Because some people we consider Bemiro zombies. If who you are in Christ Jesus is going to be let loose, you must be able to say, okay. Nothing is never unbelief. Oh, you didn't hear me. The acknowledgement, you or self being inadequate is never unbelief. It's humility. And it's necessary. That is the spirit of prayer. And that's how you get the flow of grace. The flow of grace. The flow of grace. The flow of grace. You know, I remember those days when my parents were in Christ Apostolic Church and I was with them. A bunch of them did not even know how to pray in tongues. But you know, they would come for prayer meeting and there was an attitude of prayer. They would be there for hours. I remember every December, they used to run meetings like 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Then they would break 9 a.m. to what? 10 a.m. 12 noon to 1 p.m. 3 do you know that's how we do then we now do 9 to 12 midnight. And we saw miracles. People will just be in the presence of God. Most of them just shaking their You know we got saved and we mocked some of those things. But guess what? They, they got some things right. Shetekiata. With your own revelation of new creation, realities and praying in tongues, some of them got some, they got some levels of miraculous that some of us have not touched. Some people are they are praying in tongues, but they are still proud. Should I say it again? They are praying in tongues, but they are what? They are still proud. And that's why they have resisted grace. Now, concerning the gangs of fools that have been running their mouth for the last few months, they have been around for a long time. Just like social media is giving expression to a lot of fools in our days. You know, God opened, me, opened things up for me recently that shocked me. God told me, he said, let me, let me expose them. He said, you know their problem. Their problem was, they got hold of knowledge quite alright. But, are you following me? He said, that knowledge was never 
Or should I put it this way? He said that knowledge was abused. He said because the essence of knowledge is not knowledge but wisdom. He said I never give you revelation to hand as knowledge. He said what I reveal is to take you to the place of what? Wisdom. That the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. That you might be sweet with the spirit of what? In the knowledge of wisdom and what? Revelation. In the knowledge of him. He said, but. I want you to watch. I'm going to, I'm going to introduce my friend very soon. He said, but. He said, listen. This is what will happen. He said, they got hold of knowledge. God so excited about the knowledge. And that knowledge never matured to wisdom. And because the, the knowledge never was matured to what? Wisdom. He said he took the route of pride. And he puffed them up. And all of a sudden, they felt like they know better than every person. Especially their elders. They lost respect for their elders. Listen, I've invited people that I don't agree 100% with their theology. In fact, it's not all the theologies that have been presented on this podium, this conference, that I agree 100% with. But I've also learned to appreciate God's grace on people beyond theology correctness. God had to sit me down. He said, you will miss out. Because that person you, you think his theology is not as sound as yours carries certain graces that can still impart your destiny. Or could it be you need certain graces that he carries? Will you be humble enough to receive what he carries in spite of his flawed theology? Rather than going for theology correctness. That's pride. My theology is the accurate theology. Thank God you might get some things right. But listen. Your whole package is wrong. Abuse the fathers. When the Bible says clearly. Do not rebuke an elder. Are you listening to me? I said something yesterday morning. Maybe I should say it again today. Ladies and gentlemen. There's somebody. I know. I know him. We sat together at the same seat. He's not based in this country. He's been going on Facebook for weeks now. Running his mouth, abusing the fathers, showing their videos, telling, please run away from him. Some of us have known him much longer. If at all the fathers are even wrong in some aspects, you don't embarrass the fathers. Where we are in the body of Christ today is because of some of the prices they have paid. When did your ministry now become about the analysis of their ministry? To bring to to, 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 to to literally make their ministry look like it's, it's a fraud. What kind of rubbish is that? If you see me watching this page, I stumble on it. And I will quickly get out. I'm not even know what I'm talking about. Quickly get out because it's poison. That's not the gospel. That's not the good news. Can can I be real this morning? Do you know there was a time I used to I used to not like Joel Austin? Do you know the person that helped me? Joseph Prince. He said, leave Joel alone. 
as unsound as he is. Do you know how many people he has gotten saved in the last few years? There are some people that will never listen to you. But it's Joel they will listen to. And they are, he said, what's your problem? And the guy is so real and humble and ready to learn. And there's grace on his life. You, with all your Greek, Hebrew, Latin debts, what have you been able to do? Because some people made it their ministry to make Joel look like a devil. I don't even think that young man is born again. Like somebody told me a few weeks ago, he said, the Joel I knew is the Joel behind the camera. He has no business preaching. Ladies and gentlemen, whether he has business preaching or not, he's preaching and he's getting results. And you, with so much soundness and depth, what have you done? Are you listening to me? We need to grow up. Somebody say grow And listen, if there's anything, all these people running their mouths about don't tight, uh, disrespect the fathers, uh, Peter will stew, Paul or whatever. Listen, if there's anything they have in common, most of them are broke. Because I know, I know a good number of them, one on one. They are very, very broke. In fact, most of their revelation is out of bitterness. And frustration is because they don't have money to do ministry. So they now think everybody that has money to do ministry is a thief. Say they are extorting people. They are task collectors. They are coming up with all manner of weird revelation. See time and harvest does not exist. So you have to possess with my own hands I've worked. Even in the Old Testament, the blessing caused things to multiply it. Leviticus chapter 25-21. He says, I will make sure that in the sixth year, there will be a commanded blessing on your land. And that land will produce three times what it normally produced. So that in the seventh year, the land will be resting, but there will be more results in the rest. Because of the commanded blessing. If the force of the blessing under the old covenant will bring increase, how much more? Oh, come on. I think you should clap for me. That's a good revelation right there. Me. Oh, the blessing has nothing to do with the work of the work of your hands. So in the New Testament, God, God just said, let's, let's withdraw the blessing for prosperity. So everybody go work with your hands. If you want to go and work with your hands, go and work with your hands. And let's see how far your hands will carry you. But I would rather walk by favor. Somebody say, I walk by the favor of God. And in closing, let me tell you this. God told me, he said, these people, most of them are not just in error. They are now in the spirit of error. There is a demonic spirit. If most of them can come here, I will conduct deliverance for them. And if they are humble enough, they will manifest them. I'm serious. You'll be shocked. I'm not mocking them. I'm being truthful. Because some of them, when they start sounding, you will see the conviction. That conviction is rooted in demonic roots. They have been so deluded and deceived. Are you listening to me? So please, if there's anything you can do for them, pray for them. Are you listening to them? Don't join them. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Protect your destiny. 
guard your hearts, run away from them. In fact, it's dangerous to listen to them. Because, like I said, they have knowledge. But this, that knowledge took the route of what? Pride. And rather than being a blessing, it's now about, they use their knowledge to destroy other people's ministry. Can I be real? Some of the truths they present, if you look at it at an angle, it's, you know, it's right. There are some extremes in the body of Christ that need to be addressed. But you don't have to destroy people's ministry in the name of addressing, you know, excesses. Yesterday, the man of God was led to receive, uh, to, to receive seed. And there was a strong move of God, right? And a lot of people yielded. And we kept, he stressed it and I stressed it. Don't come out if you feel compelled. If you feel, if you, are, if you feel any form of pressure, don't come out. And I'm still saying it today. If you played yesterday and pressure drove you, please forget about your pledge. You will still be blessed. Somebody came to me in church, you know, when we're doing a pre-unit project, and you know, somebody came to me and said, Daddy, I need to see you. You know, I felt God wants me to give all my salary for the next 12 months. I said, wow. But the wife added you with it. So I said, it's okay. Just do it any month you feel the release. I just, I said, please, I don't want you to destroy your marriage. Are you getting my point? Because it's now becoming, eh, in, a, in a bit to obey God and the things I have to sacrifice. I said, ah, no. You don't have to do it. You, you have the right to change your mind. <laughs> I'm not if you are following me, but if I stand before you and tell you that where am I financially is not a product of sacrificial seed. I'm lying to you. I don't like you. You are my children, right? I want you blessed. To the glory of God, it gave me great pleasure to be able to stand before the church in Chicago two months ago or thereabout and say, concerning that building project, my family is giving $100,000. And I didn't say it from the point of pride. God has brought me this far to be able to give $100,000. If, if you want to be able to give $100,000 one day to God, can you wave your hands? And by the grace of God, I'm coming back to say, there will, because let me tell you something about God. It will always be a... There will be a time, it's one million dollars. You know, I was watching Pastor Chris a few weeks ago, and he was saying, I remember the first time God told me to give my first one million dollars. I said, wow. He said, then I give another one million dollars. Then I give two million dollars. Then I give ten million dollars. I said, I'm believing God for a time. I'll be able to stand and give. 100 million dollars. I'm like, wow. I love this. Somebody that doesn't understand the principle we think is bragging. It's not bragging. It's giving you an image. There are certain things you will never be able to do until you see some. The Bible says, be ye followers of them. That's why it's, I don't respect leaders that hide their secrets from their followers. How will they follow? If they don't know what you are doing. They just see you. You are the big man of God. And nobody knows the secrets. You just come like a mysterious man of God. Waving the hair. So I say, what's the secret of the Holy Ghost? 
Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. But there are certain things that you're doing that is enhancing the effectiveness of your ministry. For example, in prosperity, one of my secrets, you want to know? God taught me. He said, you know, I mean, I have a few investments there and there, passive investments. And, you know, I do a little, maybe put in a few hours a week and God keeps on multiplying. So there was a particular time I got so excited because money, he just eats my account. And the other priest spoke to me. He said, why are you excited? I said, the money came. He said, is that the reason why you are excited? He said, what if the money does not come? Will you still be excited? He said, your excitement should be because of me. Not because the money has just eat your account. He said, I am the source. And I'm a jealous God. When you take your focus away from me and you make it about a resource, a channel, he said, I don't find it funny. And that's why there are times that some things will come into your hand and you want to start getting excited and God will say, turn everything into a seat. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. He said, ah, I'm already rejoicing over this. Already have plans how we're going to spend it, spend it, go to Moscow, go to Florida, take in the family vacation we've always been planning that we've not been able to execute. And God will say, turn everything to a seed. Fine. One of the reasons why God will do that is to multiply the seed zone. And another reason why we do that is to train you. There's a chastening of the spirits. And God tested Abraham. Is training. A better way to put it is that God trained Abraham. How did he train him? He said, bring your seed. And not just any seed. The best seed. The only seed. Wow, I'm not supposed to teach. So, technically, I've not taught. I was just speaking. But I feel relaxed because today... Uh, the people that are ministering are my people. The other people, they are not, they are also my people. People as in, it's my friends. Even if I cut his time, he can't fight me. I have, I have all his data, I can download it. Even the wife he married, he left from my room. Oh, you didn't hear that? It was my room. Have you forgotten? He came to a fair, medical floor. We are staying in my room. And you are going to talk to her. That's how he toasted her. From my room. From my room. And I was there. There. Uh, and I was the best man. And even the child they had, I named the child. So, so if I say, okay, I caught your minute, there's nothing he can do. So, so it's a flow. Somebody say flow. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000. 